welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We're doing great. A little cloudy today, but it's it's a little mild. Nice day around here. Well, I yeah. Did. Well, I saw a couple deer. Yeah, yeah. Where we're living, there are all these deer that hang out. It's pretty cool. Uh, we'd like to give a quick shout out to Dallas, Texas. Thank Yay. you so much for listening, Dallas. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. If I can talk, you can check out our Etsy store at shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Pick you up a notebook or a coffee mug or a t-shirt to support Grace in the Shadows and missions. All right. Well, we're going to um, jump on in. I'm going to let you introduce yeah. our special guest today. We got Dr. Jeff Brown here. Uh, he is our special guest. I had the pleasure of meeting Jeff in Tanzania. Had a great time serving the Lord together in, in Dudoma. Uh, we trained church leaders, got an opportunity to knock on doors and, and meet people in the village and train lay people and uh, saw great things happen, preached a couple of times. Uh, Jeff's got an interesting background. Um, he has a bachelor's degree in history from University of North Texas, a master's of education from University of Houston, a master's of theology from Dallas Theological Seminary, and a PhD from, North, uh, from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary of American Missiology. So he's got a great background. He's the pastor of Grace Church in Avila, Texas, which is right outside of Dallas. He says he can see Dallas from uh, really what your backyard, right, Jeff? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Sure well, we can. welcome you. And like I said, it was a privilege being with you uh, for several days in in, in Africa. And uh, welcome to the show. Yes. Hey, glad to be here. Jonathan, and likewise, Dr. J, enjoyed my time with you as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll have more. Yes, definitely. definitely. So, Jeff, uh, we all have story. I believe that every person uh, that's a believer in Christ has a a story. Um, you know, we have a smaller story that fits in like a puzzle to God's big puzzle for His bigger story for His glory. Tell us a little bit of your background, your salvation experience, if you don't mind. Sure thing, sure thing. Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show. By the way, glad to be here. Very welcome. Well, I uh, my parents were first generation believers. Uh, you know, some people have a rich. <laughs> have sort of a rich uh, line of, you know, my grandpa was a pastor, great grandmother was a missionary, but my parents uh, both came from unbelieving backgrounds, and the Lord, in His kindness, uh, saved them in their 20s. Uh, so I grew up uh, as in an evangelical home. I remember my brother speaking to me at age, oh, I think six, and sort of rudimentary uh, explanation of the gospel, and I, I think I prayed. But I don't remember if that was uh, very real or not. And so, and uh, wow. some of uh, some of your audience might be able to um, kind of uh, lean into that, know that that mm -hmm. is the case sometimes. Just pray this prayer. And uh, but it was age fourteen that my mom uh, explained a little bit more at the uh, Minyards grocery store parking lot, and and I may have become a believer then. But it really wasn't until I was probably twenty one that I realized what a sinner I was. And the Lord really laid upon me uh, the importance of, uh, you know, what repentance is. And it certainly is a gift of God. And and uh, so it may have been then. Uh, you know, I'm one of those folks. I, I agree, agree with Ruth Bell Graham, who said, I don't know what time 
the sun rose this morning, but I know it's shining on me now. Oh, so wow. yeah, that's that's kind of my story. You know, you uh, you made the the comment as a kid. You know, you were kind of reared. You said the prayer. Uh, I know, I know someone actually, uh, my wife, who uh, what you were voted your, your <laughs> best Christian your, witness. Yeah, best Christian witness. What was the problem with that? I was not a Christian. <laughs> I was just a good person. I did the same thing. You about five years old, Jeff. I prayed the prayer, but I did not know what I was doing. Didn't mean it, you know. And but everybody's like, "Oh, well, you prayed the prayer at five, so you're saved." But no, I didn't get saved till I was nineteen. So yeah, I, I can identify with that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's certainly, and I'm so thankful for my uh, um, family and other folks that have played. You know, I w- grew up at a Christian school, so I'm, I'm sure I heard the gospel, and I grew up at a at a very solid evangelical church. But it just, I didn't get it. Uh, perhaps the Lord just didn't open up my eyes till till 21. Right, that right, makes sense. I, I get that, and I completely understand. Makes sense. So, yeah. what made you want to get into the pastorate? You're 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 a pastor. You're uh, honorable, honorable calling and, uh, what have you, what, what made you desire that? (laughs) Great question. You know, I, um, I remember going to college and had no idea what I wanted to do. And my dad said, well, you ought to just major in something that you enjoy. So I loved history. It was like storytelling for me. I just, you know, thought it was wonderful. So after uh, graduating, I didn't know what to do. Um, I worked with troubled youth for a little bit and, um, I, I I thought I enjoyed teaching at a particular point. My folks had said, you need to get your teaching certification. Finally, I went back and, and got that at about 24. Uh, and so I went to school teaching uh, down in Texas. Uh, teaching Texas history is is a uh, mighty big deal. So I enjoyed doing that, teaching seventh graders. And then the uh, the Bible teacher left. And, um, mm-hmm. and so my principal asked if I would teach Bible the next year in our Christian school. So I did that. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I thought this was fun. And uh, some people said, well, you ought to consider the pastorate. I just I didn't know how to respond to that. And I, I, I tr- so I kind of scoured every Christian book I could find on calling, uh, you know, because you would hear stories. I'd heard a guy who said, you know, I, the Lord spoke to me in the shower one day that I should go into the pastorate. And I didn't have anything like that. <laughs> I thought, what's wrong with me? I'm not listening. Something's going right. on. Cause, and I would read all these sort of, I don't know, they seemed, uh, Dr. J, it seemed sort of, um, oh, mystical, like maybe too much mystical for me. Right. So I, I looked in scripture and all I could see was 1 Timothy 3.1. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, it's, it's a fine work he desires to do. So, um, so that's what I did. I just thought, you know, I really enjoy teaching. Um, and, um, I love people and I'll go ahead and just go to seminary. Cause I think that'll better uh, prepare me for what hopefully may lie ahead. So that's where I was. That is, is awesome. And, you know, it's it, some people say, you know, uh, had this vision of Jesus coming down saying, you <laughs> must go to seminary. And, uh, and I'm not saying that never happens, but I'm, I think most of the time it doesn't, it, it's a tug at your heart. Uh, through, I think, godly people and circumstances, you can see God's hand saying go. Oh, listen, completely agree. Yeah. Uh, now, I was a little bit different. I did say I loved people, but when uh, mm-hmm. I decided to go to seminary, my wife I, has to sign off, rightly so. Um, right. 
that her husband is a believer and you know and she said jeff i'm not going to sign off on this and i said why why not and she said because i don't think you love people and she was right at the time i was working at a um as a um a headmaster at a christian school and uh -huh. i just wanted to get away from parents that were complaining and and uh, <laughs> teachers that were complaining and headmaster is a hard job and uh I said, you're right. Okay. I, I will work. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so uh, that's how it all went. That's funny. So God was using the headmastership uh, in a school to prepare you. Really? He was preparing you for a pastorate. Yeah, he you really was. No, yeah. no, I didn't have any idea. I, uh, you know, the Lord, he, he works these things out in such an intricate way. As, as you said, moving people in place, encouraging us and others. And and really putting sometimes in us in hard places. I I love to teach. That's what I really enjoyed doing. Um, I've always enjoyed this uh, the idea of uh, taking hard theological concepts and making them um, uh, plausible or, or understandable to people in, in, in ways that hopefully I'm not falling into heresy. Right? <laughs> as I'm right, as I'm right. This. You're yeah. You're like that too, I think. So we've had enough yeah. fun debates, even the short time I've gotten to know you, that I'm like, this guy, I like the way he works. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's right. kind of the way it was for me. I enjoyed doing that. and But then I found myself in full-time uh, administration. And that certainly is a gifting uh, that many people have. I don't, I don't know if I do, but I, I can do it. I just didn't really enjoy it. And I found right. myself, anytime I got the opportunity, I'd really want to teach. So, uh, so yeah, I kind of worked that way. <laughs> that is awesome. And I did see your gifts, uh, firsthand. Uh, we, you know, we did have, a, we did have some discussion uh, just a little bit. You probably can tell, can't you, Marlon? Uh, about theology. Oh, I am sure. Probably I'm sure y'all did. 95, 98% pretty close. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. we had a good, good, uh, Good iron sharpening iron. But yeah. I saw Jeff, really his skills as far as teaching, as far as uh, loving people. Uh, I really saw that firsthand. And, you know, hats off to God uh, for that. Yeah. Well, man, listen. Yeah, yeah, I love the way you said it because you're right. It's um, uh, the Lord uses me and in spite of me. Often days, I, I found the case to be so. And it's interesting because, you know, uh, Charles Spurgeon, who I have a ton of respect for, I look forward to shaking his hand in heaven. He's probably one of my Amen. favorites, if not my favorite theologian. Will he have a cigar in heaven, uh, yeah. do you think? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> Y'all going to be pushing each other out of the way to get to him, I think. Because yeah. every sermon, when Jonathan started preaching, he had a, a Charles Spurgeon quote. Every single sermon at the beginning. It was hilarious. Sorry. Let me interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, Marla. No, that's true. That's rich. Yeah. He had a great quote, but I, I see, I agreed with him on so many things. And this is one that I, I was a little bit, well, I don't know. He said, if a man be truly called of God to the ministry, I will defy him to withhold himself from it. A man who has really within him, the inspiration of the Holy Ghost calling him to preach cannot help, but he must preach. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I get that, but I also see that first Timothy three, one actually played the biggest role for me regarding preaching is I just wanted to do it. And, uh, and I was praying even as I went into it, that this was the Lord's will. And certainly I respect Spurgeon enough to, to note that, Hey, 
The Lord's mm-hmm. sovereign in these things, and He puts uh, His people on the uh, different, uh, uh, you know, chessboards, different fields of ministry, and uh, and He does it for His own glory, for our good too. Amen. Amen. So, Jeff, I think we got a little bit of an idea, but what is your passion? You're about being a pastor. What you know, as far as ministry goes, as pastoring, as far as you know, uh, focal points within that in ministry. Uh, what would you say that is? Yeah, one of the things that I'm I'm in particular drawn to is uh, obviously you've heard teaching, but not only mm-hmm. that, I I really like working with a team of under shepherds as well. One of the things mm-hmm. that our church, Grace Church of Villa, does really uh, a wonderful job on is they have me working with a team of guys. They, mm-hmm. when I first got to the church, oh, about, <coughs> excuse me, about six months ago, they said, well, what do you want to preach? And I said, well, y'all are the under shepherds here. You've known these folks for years. What do you, what do the sheep need? Knowing that even as under shepherds, we are also sheep. Uh, right. And they said, why don't you go somewhere in the old Testament where maybe a kind of a Nehemiah Ezra study. So uh, that's what I did. And all that to let you know is I really um, love working with a team of men uh, mm-hmm. that seek to shepherd the body of Christ. Um, and I, I love that because I don't want to be uh, the lone ranger. Yes, my flesh wants to, perhaps, right. after a, you know after a particularly uh, helpful sermon. <laughs> you know? Right, right. I, I love the accolades, of course, but the fact is, it's it's not good for me. Uh, you know, as it says in the Proverbs, it is not good to eat much honey. And so, true, um, true. so we just, I like to be able to share that with the rest of the men and uh, uh, work with them. So yeah, my pastoring is really, it's a combination of uh, teaching, uh, mm-hmm. uh, loving the body, and also working with uh, other men that kind of hold me accountable, and we can work together in ways that are I think beneficial to the body. They've got they've got gifts that I don't have. I have mm-hmm. some that they don't. So it's it's really a great fit for me. I enjoy it. And you know that what's profound is that's biblical. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's very biblical. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. It's good. Well, yes, that's that's exactly right. I I'll never forget. I was at another pastorate where a lady in the back they were asking sort of question and answer, and they would say, uh, Jeff Brown, what gives you uh, something to the effect of what gives you the Oh, the abilities to to be the pastor, the shepherd, mm-hmm. uh, the one of this church, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I said, you've got the wrong guy. Uh, that, <laughs> one, that one came yeah. 2,000 years ago and right. uh, died on the cross and rose from the dead. I, I want to be part of his under shepherds. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's a great fit for me. Now, that's not to castigate others that uh, they don't hold to that pattern. I think the pattern is biblical, as you said. I think that's what you sure. see in Acts, uh, sort of a team of, of elders that are leading a body. But it works well for me, and I'm very thankful for it. And you, uh, <coughs> so you're kind of transitioning here to missions. Um, you, I know Mike Talley is like the, uh, on your staff, right? He's like the head of the group. E3 that we went on uh, to do Doma. Yes, yes, sir. He sure is. He humble man, and uh, I think that uh, uh, your part in that it, missions. This is kind of your first overseas missions, isn't it? Let's see. Going- it is. It is my first with Mike. Yeah. I had one other. Uh, yeah. Oh no, a couple of other opportunities actually. As I'm thinking about it, I mm-hmm. I was able to be in India last fall and oh. uh, teach. 
Uh, well, that wasn't exactly like what you and I did, uh, Dr. J. I'm, <clears throat> I worked at a Christian college uh, mm-hmm. in that format. And then a few years back, I was in Nicaragua doing more of a evangelistic uh, mm-hmm. outreach, similar to what we did uh, in Tanzania. So in India, you were at a Bible, it was like a Bible college or? or uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It and sure you were was. teaching, uh, I guess, theology or missiology? I, I, yeah, I taught missiology. It was basically, um, it was uh, urban uh, missiology. Awesome. So the idea is how do you reach uh, the lost in a uh, context of, of urban ministry? So uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering how in the world am I going to teach this? And so I looked for several books on this and kind of found myself frustrated uh, because you're supposed to make your own curriculum, as you and I will yeah. be talking about very soon. <laughs> with right, Thailand. right. No, I got that. I hear you. Okay. But uh, my wife just said, you know, what, what does the Bible say? I'm like, of, of course. And you look up, and there's plenty of urban ministry that Paul is doing in places like Corinth and um, uh, Ephesus. And so we just, I just started to take a look and, and kind of pull that apart and say, there's plenty here of how how to do urban ministry as in the book of acts it's not just a book about history it's it can be much more prescription than perhaps we realize that's fantastic and yeah you are trying to twist my arm on uh going on one of those uh, uh trips to was it like 2 3 weeks something like that uh yes yes uh it's a matter yeah. of fact it's yeah it's in thailand here in a few years and i Okay. I'm still, my apologies. I'm still waiting to hear back from the fella. The name of it. <laughs> I lost the email, so I've got to find it here, uh, Doctor J. Or I'm going to be in trouble. <clears throat> well, as soon as I get the name of that, we'll. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely count me in. That would be a great, great opportunity. Yeah. Well, working so, with you was just fantastic in Tanzania. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I told my wife. I said. Uh, she said, "How's it going?" I said, "I get this opportunity to work with this guy, and I don't want to." You know, <laughs> I know you can't handle it too much praise. It's not good for the soul. Too much honey is not good. But, but a little was, bit tastes good every now and then. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was just, I said, theologically, we just have so much agreement. I just love his understanding love of scripture. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of the game, but that's a, enjoyed it. So. So, uh, Tanzania, what got you to go there? I know a God called you. You, you, you uh, got the mission itch to Tanzania. Yeah. I Tell us about that. Uh, two words in particular, Mike Talley. Uh, Mike, <laughs> is a, uh, Mike is a salesman at heart. Uh, and he had said to me, as soon as I got, uh, as soon as I got voted in to the church about mm-hmm. six months ago, he said, hey, are you interested? I bet you are in going overseas. And I said, well, sure, uh, sure, uh, I'm, out. I'm interested. Well, we've got a group going this October. I mean, literally, uh, it was just kind of the way it was. So uh, he wanted me in particular on this one. So I was excited about it. Anytime, you know, um, we all, like I said, we all have different giftings, different desires. Mm-hmm. I see that in the Christian life. And so I've, in the past, I was very quick to judge. People don't have the same desires, same uh, gifting, same abilities. And you just think, you know, that's, that's not at all how Christ uh, calls us to. He just, he calls us to different ministries on purpose. Uh, and so I really had a, uh, and still do have desires to go overseas and, and do these short-term trips. Uh, too many times I have seen them done poorly. It kind of looks like mission mm-hmm. tourism. 
But the more I got to know Mike and see the way he did things with E3, I thought, this is something I want to be a part of. You know, and I have seen those mission trips that were more like vacations. Uh, and, and I'm not totally condemning. I know there's positives to it. I'm not totally throwing mm-hmm. them under the bus. Mm-hmm. But this one was, we did have fun. But we were working and serving and training, and I believe the short time we were there, uh, many, many seeds were planted that will go very far for eternity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were with me when I'm questioning going, ah, are we really having impact here? I mean, I, mm-hmm. you think the, the nationals can do this so much better? And, and, you know, it was interesting hearing not only from you, but also from the nationals mm-hmm. saying, you know, we actually find this a huge encouragement. That y'all would come overseas, help us out, um, and and really not just help with the area of evangelism, but really do some training, which was, I think I was most excited about, really. So it was fun. So what was your favorite experience, uh, Jeff, from the Tanzania mission trip? What were some of the favorite highlights of of the mission? Yeah. Well, there's a few things that come to mind for me. Uh, One in particular, where you and I were out in the villages and this one fella came out in uh tribal garb but he speaks near perfect english i was not prepared for that (laughs) i I felt i felt like the pilgrims that first came uh overseas to the native Americans and have some of them actually speak english you go what oh wow (laughs) what's this (laughs) yeah that was interesting yeah it was just really strange i mean keep in mind the people are i mean Brilliant. Many of them know many languages, but this one was in tribal dress, and that's what just really threw me. Uh, But in talking with him, uh, the way we would do these things is, you know, share the gospel, and -hmm. people would be so um, welcoming. I mean, the Tanzanian uh, people, not believers and unbelievers alike, I found to be very hospitable. Very hospitable. Yeah, would listen to us. And this this one in particular, I spoke to him and uh, shared the gospel with him. And, uh, and I think he truly believed. Uh, and so I was very encouraged by that. And I said, well, how do you know English so well? And what he told me next shocked me. And he said, well, um, I've worked with a mission agency for 27 years. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I'm not here to, to castigate that mission agency. I bet they do some wonderful things. But sure. uh, either he has never heard the gospel clearly, or I'm thinking yeah. the latter is, the Lord didn't open up his heart until this day. And so yeah. uh, it reminds me once again, uh, if a person calls himself a believer, continue to just give them the gospel. <laughs> you know, you just yeah. never know who you're dealing with. No, you're exactly <laughs> so right. true. So you're true. Exactly right. That's, yeah. Uh, that, that one was a big, big thing, an opportunity to, to evangelize. And you and I, we just enjoyed. I know I did. I hope you did. Oh, it's so, great. It's great. <laughs> but not only that, yeah. but the training we did was fun. Uh, not only going through what does the scripture say, because because mm-hmm. you and I both found out that like America, uh, you know, the gospel can get very convoluted very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in, unless we think that that's you know just a an American issue. No, it it travels throughout the world. So I, I enjoyed really not not just so much correcting things. Although there there was oh, some of that. We tried to do that in love, but uh, right. just go back to what does the Bible say. That's, that's what we need to go with. I think one of the biggest things that, and that was one of them too, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could just go on and on. 
But one of the things that really caught my heart was that Sunday we preached, and we both we really did not know what we were going to preach. We preached on a warning about false teachers, and and if you, if people don't know, uh, you know, Africa is a is a hot haven to for all kinds of false teaching. And uh, oh yeah, but we preached on the same thing just about, and we didn't know about. It. No, had no idea. I just saw the Lord's providence in that. That was fascinating to me because <laughs> I was listening to you and I thought, what in the world? Has he lifted my notes? Um, but, <laughs> plagiarism, yeah. Not plagiarism. But no, no, we were in, in different sections of scripture as well. In the Bible's so uh, clear in, in the areas of, hey, we need to flee false teaching. As yeah. I asked one of the uh, African brethren over there, where are they getting this? And they said, well, partly from America. And he's yeah. right. So we have That's exported uh, this, sadly. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah, pro- God's providence at work was just amazing, I thought. But what really caught me is we went and took a break. We were tired, okay? It was a, yeah. long, it's a long flight. And I think, the, I think the devil likes to make us tired, too. I, I, you know, I don't want to give him too much glory, but he, I think he does. Yeah. And, and we're tired, and we're like, do we really want to go and really train all these people? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're really excited about this. But we said, well, we better, because, you know, Mike will get on us, and we need to obey Mike. <laughs> That's right. So we went out, and how many people? We were about 25, 30 people out there, uh, something oh, yeah. like that, that we were training. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's uh, and they were excited. Um, and now, sometimes there was a language barrier that we had to go. Oh, let me say that again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't but mean what that. Caught, what caught me is when we said, "Okay, now you guys are going to go out and do this." What mm. do they do? What do they do, Jeff? You remember? Okay, okay. I'm so glad you asked me this question because I was I was hoping we. Yeah. Get to uh, people would talk when we would go to to Africa that oh. It's like straight like out of the book of Acts, many people believe. And there certainly was some of that. Yeah. I, I didn't find that to be the case all the time. I found the, the people to be very uh, hospitable. And some would truly believe and some would not. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. that's, that's definitely, uh, it was definitely more, the fields seemed wider for harvest than what you and I perhaps mm-hmm. deal with in America. Uh, but the mm-hmm. thing that blew me out of the water was when we did our session of training and hearing mm-hmm. um, our translator said, you know, I think the people are ready to go. Um, we, <laughs> I found myself going, we've only worked with them for an hour. They need more than this. And when, yeah. then when we challenged them after doing some role playing, um, take half an hour, remember? Take half an hour and, and just, you know, go talk mm-hmm. to, you know, a neighbor about Christ. And old and young just left and did the work. I, I couldn't believe it. I was thinking they were saying, well, we need to. Get back to the house, perhaps stop by and get some grub first. But no, they went and they went, and many of them witnessed to, to several. I was just blown away at the obedience, uh, not just the obedience, the joyful obedience that the Holy Spirit yeah. had kind of imbued in these people. Some of them were jogging, some of them were walking fast, and I'm like, we 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 don't see that that much that often in the United States. No, no, we don't. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking on me because I know if I, if I had been in their shoes, I probably, I may have been one of the ones that said, you know, I, 
I need to get back to the house right now. Maybe we'll do this another time. <laughs> yeah, the Dallas game's on. I got to watch the football game or something. Got to walk the dog. Yes, of course. The Rangers are in the World Series. The Rangers are in the World Series. Yeah. Well, I, I, Jonathan was yeah. so excited on this trip, Jeff, and I, and I know it's because God put you two together. He was like, man, there's just this guy and we're just, we like, like our theology, just everything. All we, we just talk, talk, talk. And, and it was just so cool to see y'all together, ministering together, like, you know, kind of like two of the apostles. And it was just really cool to see his excitement about y'all's teamwork that you did together. I mean, he's done a lot of mission trips, but uh, he really came back on fire after this one. And I think it's because of, of how well y'all ministered together. That was really cool. Wow. Well, listen, I, I completely agree. It's, it's, your husband is wonderful to work with. Um, and it I'm was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of fun. That's right. I'm glad you're staying with him. You know, that's important. Um, but no, we really, yeah. I, I told Rebecca, uh, my wife, the same thing. I just thought, Oh, this is great. This is so much fun. And part of it, I had gotten back from India. Oh, a year ago. And she said, how was it? And I said, it was, I mean, it was hard. And I was, the loneliness um, was yeah. kind of surprising. I was surprised how right. lonely I could be, even though surrounded by the people. And the people were very nice mm-hmm. and very welcoming in India. But just be able to work with a guy that you, you have, you're like-minded, you come from the same yes. background. It Absolutely. really does make it a lot more fun. Amen. Well, you know, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm swallowing a bunch of I'm I'm eating a bunch of honey. <laughs> just a whole no more, no more. His head's getting started okay, to get stop. big. Stop. Stop. Just kidding. No more. Just kidding. No more. <laughs> very gracious, very gracious words. There you go. So, there you go. So, Jeff, what would you say to? I mean, there's a lot of some a lot of Christians that listen, but also seekers, and some are baby Christians that are thinking, well, the seekers, they, they need to believe on Jesus. Right. And, and, uh, but the ones that are believers, I don't know if I'm as knowledgeable about the Bible as Jeff and Jonathan. And, uh, I don't know if I'm, uh, called to go out and and share the gospel. What would you tell them? Well, one thing that, that, uh, uh, Mike Talley and I have, have talked, I've talked with a lot of folks about is, um, the importance of really just wherever the Lord calls you, just just to go. Uh, certainly, mm-hmm. there's there's a view out there that well, I don't I don't have a desire to go overseas, so um, you know I just don't talk to people about Jesus because I don't have a desire to go overseas. <laughs> but the fact is, <laughs> right, as right. I'm preaching in the choir here. Lord calls us uh, Judea, Samaria, uh, you know, ends of the earth, in, in but He starts off with Jerusalem. That's home mm-hmm. plate. And uh, if we could be, I think, more faithful, and I say we, and that's including me, if I could be more faithful to mm-hmm. just the city uh, the Lord calls me to, um, <clears throat> you know, everything else is gravy. <laughs> we, we, that's, that's the meat and potatoes right there, just talking to my neighbors about Christ and really loving them enough to do that. It could be our neighbors, could be our family. Uh, that's, and that does not require uh, higher education. Uh, yeah. Remember, the apostles were not uh, were not trained men. Some people would say, "Well, they were uneducated." Well, I, I don't know if I'd use that term, but they were just untrained. The, the, they were, had not been trained in the rabbinical schools, and yet uh, note that uh, the Pharisees note that they had been with Jesus. There was something yeah. different about these guys. Yeah. And so, if we are believers in Jesus Christ, we have been and we are presently being with Jesus. Uh, the Lord empowers us. 
in some sense, even though I'm a, a fan of education, yeah, uh, too much of education can can perhaps make the person think that they're depending upon themselves at that point. I think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I and so yes, to get into your, <laughs> sometimes I need to land the plane to get to answer to your question. I would say for any <laughs> believer. Uh, yes, uh, the idea is to go out and make disciples. And so if that means the Lord is giving you a passion to go overseas, take it uh, and, and make sure you're going with a, with a mission group that is, doesn't just want to, uh, you know, uh, perhaps go on vacation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just go on vacation or perhaps, perhaps even, uh, paint that wall the 20th time this year because they need something for <laughs> short-term missionaries to do. Uh, but no, yeah. they're actually doing the work of making disciples and working with the nationals. Uh, and so if the Lord hasn't called you overseas, that's fine. But he's called you to make disciples here. So uh, so just, you know, swing for the fence, as they say. And, you know, it, it's um, the gospel, hearing the gospel. There's something, not, I don't want to say magical, powerful about that. Because the preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and the Gentile. And, mm. and that, is, that means it's powerful to everyone. And there's something about hearing it. We can paint walls, and I'm not saying it's not important, but it's the, the gospel mm. and sharing the gospel that has power to it Amen. to bring so, souls to salvation. So I think you're 100% right. And uh, we're never going to have enough knowledge. We do need knowledge, and we do need to be educated about things and learning and disciples but we also as we're doing that we need to be going and telling definitely yeah oh yeah and, and just to kind of dovetail that is mm-hmm. um to also be clear you know paul prays for many things he prays for boldness mm-hmm. uh, he asks for people to pray for him boldness <laughs> of all people paul asked that but he also yeah. prays that he would be given opportunity and that he would be clear and I think mm-hmm. that's so interesting. Uh, Paul, who is inspired by the Spirit to write these letters, he's very, he, he says, I want to be clear with the gospel. And I think that's mm-hmm. oftentimes missing in uh, American context as well as the Tanzanian mm-hmm. context, as we found, is the gospel is not clear. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. But the gospel is clear, according to Scripture. Mm-hmm. Repent and believe. Yes. Uh, yeah. These are gifts of God, but we're still given the responsibility to do mm-hmm. this, and we're going to be held accountable for it. Um, so, yeah. Right. So this is great. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add, uh, Jeff? Well, uh, sure. You know, I'm a talker, so I'll try not to talk too much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, it, you know, I got to tell you, just that regarding the opportunity to do the mission trip with you was, was fun, and it was eye-opening. People have said before, uh, you know, I don't have a desire to go overseas, and, and certainly that's that's completely fine. Um, Lord doesn't do that with with everybody, but it was just um, I just had a great time, and it was mm-hmm. wonderful to see believers around the world. I think it's important mm-hmm. uh, if you can't get to be around the world, at least uh, here in America. One of the great things about our country is we've got opportunities to meet people from different cultures, yes. uh, different backgrounds. Take those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think what it does for me, it gives uh, me just uh, perhaps a little bit more of an understanding where people come from, a little yes. bit less uh, judgmental attitude that, oh, they're so different from us. And uh, what you find out, especially if you meet fellow believers from different cultures, even here in America, it's just so 
it, you, what you find out is, oh, look, another family member I didn't know about. Is right. that right? Right. Yeah. And the same yeah, spirit that is in Christ Jesus is the same spirit in him and in you. And, yeah. uh, and it draws you like a magnet, draws you to that person. So I just, I just was really encouraged. That's awesome. That is awesome. This has been spectacular. And uh, I can see uh, many other mission trips with you two as a team going. I think <laughs> I really can. Y'all are just going to change the world. <laughs> hey, Absolutely. Lord Love willing, it. no doubts, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Love it. Agreed. Love it. And I'm a firm believer, whether it's uh, Jeff, myself, um, Dr. E. Marla, or <laughs> anyone else, God can absolutely mm-hmm. positively take your mass, turn to a message for his glory mm-hmm. for your good. Amen. Thanks for joining us today, Jeff. And thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye. Thank you all.